Hey there, I'm your host Haley, and welcome to the Sunshine Signal podcast. We are a community of change-making, purpose-driven, and heart-centered young women guided by our mission to become the best versions of ourselves. Each episode, we're supported in our evolution by industry experts, passionate leaders, and inspirational teens just like us, all of whom are setting their souls on fire doing exactly what they love. Whether we're talking about plant-based eating, manifestation, life lessons, and everything in between, these episodes will help you align your present with the life of your dreams and inspire you to unconditionally shine your life. I'm so excited you're here, and without further ado, let's jump right into today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Sunshine Signal podcast. Today, I am so excited to have Hannah Ashton as the June guest on today's podcast, and welcome, Hannah. Hi, Haley. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be on your show. Thank you so much for being here. I know you have so much to bring to the table. You're doing so many amazing creative things, and I'm just excited to share with everybody all the beautiful things that you're doing. So why don't you just give everybody a little introduction to Dream Daily, which is your small business. I know you just went through a rebrand. And why don't you just share a little bit about what your mission is with that, what your products are? Of course. So hey, everyone, I'm Hannah Ashton. I am a 22-year-old entrepreneur and content creator living in Nashville, Tennessee. So like Haley said, I'm the founder of Dream Daily, which is a stationary company for driven young women. I had the idea to start it in college, actually, my freshman year. And it was a business that I grew throughout college. And now I just graduated in May. And so I am working in it full time. And like I said, I'm also a content creator. So you can find my content on YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok. And I love sharing videos and posts about entrepreneurship, running a small business as a 22 year old, and also just wellness and productive lifestyle in general. That was perfect. Such a great intro. And it perfectly just covered all the things that you do because you do a lot as a 22 year old, which is so impressive and inspiring. But talk to me a little bit about starting Dream Daily in college, because it's no small feat to try and start a business when you're already managing this huge life transition to being a freshman and living away from home and trying to figure out your independence. So what was that transition like? your work-life balance? Did your classes really support you in starting your business? Absolutely. So I think I'm going to actually go back even before college because that's kind of where my journey starts. I started YouTube at age 10, so young. I made American Girl doll videos, stop motions, how to take care of them, how to do their hair. And that was just kind of my first creative outlet as a middle schooler. YouTube was not a very big thing at the time, but I, I loved creating these videos. I loved really connecting and building a community online with girls that were just like me all over the world, which is amazing because that's still my favorite part of the job today is building and cultivating that community. And so I really stuck with YouTube. I loved it so much. And so I took it with me throughout middle school, high school, and into college. And so my freshman year of college, I decided to major in entrepreneurship at Belmont University, which is in Nashville. It's what brought me to Nashville. And I decided entrepreneurship because in high school through YouTube and just being on Instagram and a part of 
the social media world, I got introduced to women in business, startups, female founded ventures, and I just loved it and knew I wanted to be a part of it. At that time, I was also making money with YouTube and, and Instagram. So I was kind of getting a little bit of a business background, but I just knew that I loved working for myself and I wanted to continue it. So even though I majored in entrepreneurship, I didn't start those classes till the end of my sophomore year, really junior year. However, I had the idea for the business be right at the beginning of my freshman year. And I didn't think it was going to be a business at first because my idea was just to create a product, a book, a planner, whatever it was going to be to help girls like me who were in high school or college, who did all the things, you know, started side hustles, also did extracurriculars, wanted to do good in school, give them a place to just manage their life and find balance. And so it started really as like a product for my audience, because at the time my YouTube videos surrounded college lifestyle, productivity, time management, that, that was the content that always performed really well. And so it was a product for myself and for my audience called the Dream Achieve Workbook, which turned into be a six month undated planner and goal setting workbook. And I launched with that one product in June of 2019. So summer before going into my sophomore year and had a really great response. It was a tough three years of building the business. You know, it wasn't as easy as I thought it was going to be for sure, but I am thankful that my entrepreneurship classes and professors and lessons did help me along the way. And so now Dream Daily, we have the student version of the Dream Achieve workbook, a post-grad version of the workbook, a daily journal, a digital version of the workbook and a sticker sets. And I'm excited to expand our products even more in the future. But yeah, that's a little bit of a rundown of, of my journey from middle school, age 10 to college. <laughs> Yeah, that's so amazing. And it's so cool too, that you've actually kept the YouTube up and you've continued to grow because a lot of people get really burnt out. You would think, you know, doing that for more than 10 years now, which is so cool to say as somebody so young too, but yeah, I really love that you've continued, you know, using social media, not only to just like promote your products, but also just to share what's on your heart too, because it's very evident too, that you love sharing how to live your best lives, which is what we're ultimately trying to do here on this podcast. So well, thank kudos you. to you on that. Yes, absolutely. I've always been super curious as somebody who loves entrepreneurship. And I've always like been in complete awe when I see these amazing young women running companies. And I'm always like, okay, well, how do you go from an idea to creating a final product? And I think that that's something that you can't always just Google. Nobody's going to give you like a whole blog post on how to do that. You obviously have to do a lot of research, a lot of trial and error. So what was that process like coming up with this idea for the Dream Achieve Workbook, which was the first product that you created, and then really going through the steps as somebody who wasn't taking, you know, those entrepreneurship classes yet to coming with that vision to a final product? So it was definitely a process that like you said, I had no idea going into it before this, I had done some services that I sold on like my website and I created content. So all of this is digital or service-based. I never built a product before. So I was very intimidated by it, but because I didn't have that entrepreneurial education yet, and no one needs an entrepreneurial education to be an entrepreneur at all, because really what I did was I just Googled each next step. So the first thing that popped into my mind when I had the idea for the Dream Achieve workbook was, okay, I need a manufacturer. That's something that I don't currently have that you need as a product-based business. And so that's the first thing that I Googled was paper manufacturers in Nashville, Tennessee. 
And I'm actually really proud of my 18 year old self for setting up an appointment with a manufacturer in Nashville for the next week. And I think that's just a testament to the fact that you have to get started with the first step that you know. It may not be, even be the correct first step, but you, if you have an idea or a dream or a project you want to work on, you just have to do what you think is the next step, the first step. And then that getting that completed or looking into that will give you the confidence to move on to the next step. And completing that one will give you confidence to move on to the next one. And so, there I was now at 18, walking into this manufacturer's office. And, you know, I tried to always look my most professional and carry myself as I was older than 18. And I had two meetings, I think, with that manufacturer. And in the end, it just wasn't what I was looking for. They weren't able to customize it the way I want. And it just wasn't what I needed for this book, but I was proud of myself for setting up that appointment literally a week after having the idea, not knowing really anything about manufacturing. But what I did learn from those meetings was actually that I needed to use InDesign to design the pages. So before that, I had no idea. I just had these sketches that I drew out in a notebook. And it was one of their designers there was like, oh, well, you need to learn and buy InDesign, which is an Adobe product like Photoshop to design this book. So I did get something out of those meetings after all, even though they weren't the manufacturer I decided to go with. So then I was like, all right, my next step now is actually before I find a manufacturer, I need to take a step back and digitize all my ideas into an online format. And so that's when I downloaded InDesign, taught myself through YouTube tutorials how to do that. And nothing was perfect by any means, but I did end up finding a manufacturer overseas is what worked best for me with my college budget and with being able to customize it fully. A lot of overseas manufacturers have the capacity to customize things exactly how you want it, which is amazing. So I ordered my first samples and I got those by Christmas break of my freshman year. And it was so cool to see the designs that I had built up in you know, my computer and my dorm be into a physical product. And so then I had multiple other tweaks to the designs, ordering more samples, ordering the packaging through a different supplier than, you know, my paper manufacturer and just figuring it out as I went. And then kind of the second semester of my freshman year is when things started to pick up. And that's when I had a lot of the other tasks besides just creating the product, like creating the website. I decided to go with Shopify. So learning how Shopify worked, scheduling the photo shoot, figuring out the branding. And at this point, it wasn't its own separate business. This was just one product that my personal brand, me, Hannah Ashton was putting out. So I didn't have the steps of like setting up a separate LLC, da, 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 da. It was just a place to sell this one product. So that did take away a few steps, but yeah, I think after like the photo shoot, designing the website, the creating the social media marketing, those were a lot of the main steps I did in the spring semester and then launched in June of 2019. So we're coming up on the three year anniversary of the Dream Achieve Workbook. Oh my gosh, that's so exciting. Wow. And super inspirational too, about how you just kept taking one step at a time, even if you didn't know exactly what that was going to look like, or if you'd have to backtrack a little bit, because I think a lot of people don't start something, whether that's even YouTube or Instagram or a small business, because they're like, okay, I don't know all the answers to everything. So yeah, just love that you were taking it one step at a time and you were having, you know, the resilience and the vulnerability to mess up sometimes, but then to kind of bounce back and figure out, okay, if this didn't work, what do I need to do next? Which is super important to have as an entrepreneur. So you did start this your freshman year of college and 
like I said, that's a huge transition for a lot of people. And I know you're going through that right now too, going into post-grad and kind of just having a lot of shifts. So do you think this business, was it really hard for you to balance kind of that freshman experience and even just college in general while running a business? Or are you like, no, like this definitely enhanced my experience. It may have been difficult at times and I may have had to make sacrifices. Just what was that college experience like? And would you recommend doing that for other people trying to run multiple side hustles? Just tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, it's definitely both of what you just explained because I wouldn't have have done it any other way. The fact that I am able to work for myself now, just graduating last month is amazing. And I'm so grateful that I can do that. But with all the amazing benefits of entrepreneurship, there's a lot of sacrifice. And I do think that my college experience was very different than the majority of college experiences. I mean, I've vlogged the whole, all four years, so you can go back and watch all the week in the lives. I tried to prioritize school because I was paying for it and I knew that was why I was there. And so my sacrifices really came from my social life. And I'm honest and upfront about that. Like I didn't go out to frat parties. I didn't go out to bars freshman year. Like I really didn't pay attention. I feel like to my social life in the going out like college scene till I was officially 21, like more like junior and senior year. And so my social life looked a bit different, you know, instead of going out Thursday, Friday, Saturday, like a lot of college students do, I would stay in and work on the designs or work on the website or finish up homework or film a YouTube video. And then maybe have like one night of the weekend where I go see a movie with my friends or we go out to eat or something. And so I still try to balance it as much as I could. I don't think any of my friends would say that it's like they never saw me or, you know, I was a bad friend. I I'm still so close with my friends from actually freshman year, which I feel like is rare. And so I am proud of my friendships. It's just, it, I wasn't around them all the time. Like a lot of college students are. And so the sacrifices definitely came in the form of social life. And so if someone's out there listening and they want to start a business in high school or in college, I say it is a fantastic time to start a business because your risks are lower. You have the extra time and it's not like you have a full-time job and you know, the non-competes, you know, of a job and you don't have a family and kids. So your risk is lower. And, you know, maybe you're not having to pay for rent yet or your bills. If you're blessed to have like your parents paying for your dorm expenses and things like that. And so it is a great time in those regards. It's way less risk, but you just have to love it enough to be able to give up you know, a bit of that college experience. And I think you just have to be honest with yourself and no path is the right path at like literally at all. You just have to figure out what, what you want it to be for yourself. Do you want to have the full college experience? And you're like, yeah, I can maybe see myself starting a business right after I graduate or, you know, after I spend some time in the corporate world and learn from there as well and kind of learn the trade that that's all great. You can do that route and get the full college experience or, you can start in college with the minimum, you know, risk and just kind of go for it and see where it takes you and make the mistakes while you're in college. So that in post-grad, you kind of know what you're doing. So I hope that answered your question a little bit about what I, what I found through my college experience. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I do agree with you. I think it's all just give and take and where you really want to put your energy and what's a priority for you. And 
I am definitely very similar to you. I can see myself doing that. And also, you know, sometimes making those sacrifices just because I love passion projects. When I'm passionate about something, I want to put my energy into it. And I know you're the same way with YouTube and Dream Daily and, you know, all those things that really have your heart. And yeah, I do think it's not necessarily a sacrifice if you know that you love doing it. Like, yes, you Mm -hmm. might not, you can't do everything, right? We can't put our energy into 10 places at once. So I definitely see that from your perspective of just sometimes you have to put more energy into one thing and then prioritize, you know, your social life a few years later or the next month or whenever that is for you. Exactly. Um, Yeah. So why don't you tell me a little bit about your rebrand too, which just launched, was it two weeks ago now? What date was it? Yeah, it was two weeks ago. Oh my Uh, gosh. So exciting. Yeah. It looks beautiful. If you haven't checked out Hannah's brand yet and go follow her on Instagram and I'll link everything over there too in the show notes, but Everything was gorgeous. The photography, the promo video, like your whole website, everything turned out great. So just tell me a little bit about why you decided to rebrand, because I know it was all just under your name before. So I'm sure you were kind of trying to just separate it and make it a little bit more of its official business too. But really what sort of like results have you been hearing? Have your sales gone up? Have you been getting really good feedback? Yeah. So as you said, my main reason for the rebrand was to separate the product business from my personal brand. Cause when I started it, it was under like shophannahashton.com. It was just the dream achieve workbook. And I think it was kind of confusing because some people would call it dream achieve. Like they thought that was the business name, but the website was shop Hannah Ashton. So I just knew there was confusion. And so I knew that like last summer I was like, okay, I really am going to strive to do this full time by the time I graduate. And so I said, okay, I want to separate it. I want to make it its own business, its own LLC and have two separate businesses. And so that was the main reason is to kind of help with the confusion and make it legit in my eyes and the government's as well, you know, now that we're filed as like an actual business and have all the separate tax accounts and everything like that. But as for kind of the results of it and, and the deeper meaning behind it, I wanted to choose the name dream daily because well, one, I love alliteration. So having the double D was perfect for me. I wanted to keep the word dream in it because people still knew the brand is dream achieve. And I just love that word. It's so fun. Like you think about your big dreams, it gives you excitement. And so the dream half of the name is that like beautiful, imaginative, using your creativity, very fun and ethereal side. And then the daily aspect is to remind us that we have to put in the work daily. We have to have our daily routines. We have to have that hustle and really stay focused, you know, and not just have these big dreams, but like put them into action. And so dream daily was born and I find that the feedback has been really great. Like you said, people love the the photography. It's a little bit different. It's a little bit more elevated. It's a little more grown up. I also said, you know, Dream Achieve got a post-grad glow up too, because now it's graduated college. And even though we still target women who are in college, you know, our target is like 18 to 28 years old. I also wanted it to be elevated a little bit and give the luxury vibe through the branding that the products are because the products are higher in stationary. If you don't know what they look like, they have like their hardback linen covers with gold foiling on the cover. That was always a goal of mine is for it to look very beautiful and you to feel proud to have them on your desk or in your backpack, wherever. And so that's been my main goal for the summer. And so I don't think to answer your question, I don't think I've seen a huge change in sales. I think for me, it was more of a personal transition. I wasn't looking to increase sales or traffic or anything like that. It was kind of like laying the groundwork. Like I was restarting the business. I'm like, all right, 
Now I feel really proud about the way it looks. Now, when I go and I talk to a boutique owner to try to get them to sell my products in their boutique, I'm going to feel really proud about it. Now, when someone, you know, asks me about the brand, it's easy. It's dream daily, shopdreamdaily.com at shopdreamdaily. I just, am trying to make it very consistent. And then, so hopefully towards the end of summer and the fall, I can begin promoting maybe new products and kind of build the business. So it's kind of the foundation and I'm excited to see where it all goes. Yeah, for sure. Well, again, it looks beautiful. And if you haven't seen Hannah's journals and her products in person too, it was actually the first thing that I gravitated towards because I did get to see Hannah's products in Nashville in one of the many stores that they're carried in. And they are gorgeous. Like literally first thing I picked up, the gorgeous <sighs> linen covers, all the page layouts are perfect. So yes, if you're a big planner girl, like I know many of you are, definitely go check out her products. But Hannah, I'd love to know for you, since you're talking about taking actionable steps towards achieving our dreams, how do you really set yourself up for success daily? Like, do you use the dream daily planner, like the post-grad version, or what do you really do to execute your goals? Yes. So I've been using the workbook for since I created it. So literally for four years, and I still love it because it's very customizable. And the main strategy that I've always taught, I learned it in high school. It's what allowed me to be so productive, to do all the extracurriculars and have a YouTube channel and then start a business. And that strategy is having a to-do list every day and time blocking every day. And I say every day, I usually do this Monday through Thursday, Monday through Friday. Like you don't want to get burnt out with right. planning even. And so, um, but the days that I know I have things to get done, I love time blocking. And if you haven't heard of that before, it's basically where you list out your day or the time you want to work by hours. And it's actually blank in the workbook. So you can do it by the half hour. You can do it by every three hours, whatever works for your schedule. And you basically write in your tasks so you can look glance over at the left page, see your to-do list. And then on the right page is where you time block. And it's where you can write in like, okay, 7am, I'm going to do my morning routine. 8am, I've got a podcast recording. 9am, I'm going to make breakfast and work out. And so it allows me to see all that I can get done in a day. And so I'm not underbooking myself and I'm not overbooking myself. It helps me keep that balance of like, okay, this is a good enough amount of to-dos, a good enough amount of work that's feasible in a day. And then also it allows me to stay on task. And so I find that working for myself or being a student, you know, being a student is kind of like working for yourself. You know, you got to pretty much soap for class, but outside of class, like your time is your own. And so I think time blocking is super helpful for students in order to help them see kind of all that they can do in a day and to help them stay on, stay on track and help, it helps with procrastination. And so that's the strategy that I use to kind of get my days in order. Of course, I'm sure you talk about this on your podcast, but having a little morning routine and a little night routine and just putting in those tiny bits of self-care throughout the day in those routines is what helps me to feel centered and not feel burnt out and feel like I'm able to tackle my days and not be super overwhelmed, but it's yeah. tough to balance it all. Absolutely. And do you have any tips on that note for avoiding burnout? Like, did you find that you were scheduling too many things to do that you were almost setting your expectations too high being like, oh, I can get 20 things done today when maybe you could only get seven things done depending on those tasks or again, with balancing you were doing college and business and your YouTube channel. So really just like, what are some good actionable steps that we can put into place for how to really prioritize self-care and also time just to relax. Sometimes even do nothing is so important too, just to spend time with ourselves, but really just to avoid that feeling of not being your best. 
Yes. So even with this strategy, I did find myself a lot of times in college being very overwhelmed and just like wanting to get in my car at the end of day and just like scream in the parking garage or just like would get home and cry just because I felt like I had so much pressure on me. So that's very real. And even I like felt that even someone who owns a planner company can felt very overwhelmed at times in college because I had so much on my plate. And so when those times came, I usually would one like to talk it out with someone, whether it was my mom, a friend, a therapist, like just my boyfriend, like just letting it all out and kind of explaining my thoughts was very helpful and therapeutic, but then I would be like, okay, something has to go, whether it's this week, this month, like how, what, what do I have anxiety around? Is it the whole month? Is it just this super busy week? And then I would choose whatever I could take off my plate. Um, to yeah, take away. So I would prioritize, be like, all right, this week is super heavy school focus. Maybe it's the week before final exams. And so I'm going to have to pre-film my YouTube video two weeks in advance because I know I'm not going to have time to film. And you know what? I'm just, I'm not going to be hard on myself. I'm just not going to post on Instagram or TikTok or any social media that week. And even though, you know, that's not best for business, I should be staying up and everything. I just had to realize like my mental health isn't worth the few extra sales I maybe would have gotten that week if I had posted or something like that. And so it was, it was like a constant pendulum of just figuring out, okay, what am I prioritizing this week? Maybe it's a slow week in school or it's our spring break. And so I'm able to have a little bit more social time, or I'm able to you know, edit an extra video or something. There's no magic secret or magic wand that works to help, but it's kind of just assessing every week. What are your priorities? Like, what are you okay to give up? What are you okay to take on? And just constantly checking in with yourself. I think one of the biggest lessons I learned in high school was how to like be self-aware. And so I think I learned that just from like listening to podcasts and reading books about self-development, but just being self-aware of like, what can I take on? What is too much? When do I need, you know, some time by myself? When am I okay to go out with friends and have fun? Just that is the biggest lesson you can learn to help you in life. I think is figuring out how to be self-aware and really listening to what your mind, body, and soul really needs. 100%. Yes. Such an important lesson too. And I know I'm somebody who struggles with balance too. I have a lot going on. I'm a perfectionist. I like to do well in school and I know that you're the same way and really just everything that I do. I like to do, you know, 100%, if not 110%, yeah. but do you like plan your weeks out in advance? Like, do you sit down on Monday morning and are like, okay, here's what's going on this week. I really need to like time block my days based on that schedule. Or do you do it day by day? So I write out my to-do list usually for the week, especially in school, like on Sundays or Mondays, I would write down every assignment that was due for the coming week in the to-do list section of my planner, but I would time block every day because sometimes things come up, you know, like, oh, your friend is having a, a concert and she wants you to go to on Thursday night. So, okay. If I would have time blocked Thursday on Monday, I wouldn't have added time in right. for that. And so I put my to-do list every week at the Sunday or Monday, just so I know what's coming up. I do have Google calendar as well. So I'll take a look at that. And then daily is when I do the time blocking. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. I always ask because everybody has such different ways of executing their goals and I'm a yeah. big planner girl too. So always looking for advice on that, but I know you also are a big journaling fan. Obviously you created your own journal, so you enjoy that practice. And I've really gotten into that this summer as well. And I'm trying to hold myself accountable for doing that every day because it is such a really healthy practice too. But how do you journal? Like, is it a morning thing for you, an evening type of thing? Do you like to use prompts or is it more of just a brain dump? I'm frustrated about this today and I just need to get everything out on paper. 
It's a great habit. And for me, I do a little bit of everything you said. I'm not super like tough on myself about following it a certain way, because for me, journaling is kind of a way to get whatever's on my mind on paper. And that's what I wanted when I created the dreamer journal, which is a daily journal because it has prompts at the beginning. It has like 18 prompts where if you do want to start each day with a prompt and you need some inspiration, you can do that. Or if I had like a fun weekend and I want to just remember it and keep a memory, I'll just like journal about my weekend and how fun it was. Or this morning I had all these ideas floating around for posts and sales that I want to do for our third birthday. And so I just, I was like, okay, I don't feel like I have time to, you know, journal it out and write this list. So I'm just going to write this list down. And that's my journal entry for the day. It's just a brain dump of ideas. And so for me, it's, it really is whatever I need that morning. Some mornings it's a prayer, some morning I just write an affirmation over and over again. Like that is what I find works for me. I know people like doing different, different strategies, but yeah, I think it, it can really just be whatever you need it to be. And that's the beauty in it. Yeah, for sure. And when did you really get into making journaling a habit that you do every day? Because I think I know I've experienced this as I'm trying to make it a habit that I just automatically do in the morning and just something that I want to continue doing throughout college and beyond, honestly. But for a lot of people that start it and are just like, I just can't journal, like it doesn't work for me. I think people often don't give it a fair shot, but really if people do want to do it, what are some good things, just like motivation or just something to maybe make that a more actionable habit in their days without making it overwhelming? So my favorite thing is kind of habit stacking it's called. And so if you already have a good habit in your day, pair it with the new habit that you want to start doing. And so for me, I was already like reading my Bible, doing my devotions in the morning with my coffee and how I made it so easy for me to add in journaling. is just in the morning while I'm drinking my coffee, after I've read my Bible and devotions, I then journal and then I'm done. So it's just adding an extra five minutes to that little morning routine that I already had. Or if let's say you like listening to music, like first thing in the morning, you just have some time to be centered and listen to music. As soon as you play that first song, just for the length of one song, like three minutes, pull out your journal and just that's your time to journal three minutes. Or maybe it's while your coffee or tea is brewing in the morning or your tea at night is brewing, like just something that you're already doing pretty much daily, just pair it with this new habit that you want. And it's an easy way to get it into your routine. Oh, I love that. That's a really good tip. I'm definitely going to try and do that with a couple of other things that I want to incorporate into my morning routine this summer. But yeah, I love that. So the last question that I always ask all of my guests is if you could step in a time machine and you could go back to your younger self, what advice would 16 or 17 year old Hannah need to hear from you? I always think I would keep telling her to stay curious and follow your, your curiosity. And I say this too, because a lot of girls come to me like, oh, I I don't know what my passion is yet. I don't know what I love to do, but I know that I want to start a business or I want to follow my passions. I don't know what that is. And so I always say, just, what are you curious about? Like, what do you just want to try? And so for me at age 10, being curious about posting a YouTube video. And if I wouldn't have followed that curiosity, then I wouldn't have what I have today or be where I am today. And the same thing with wanting to start a business, you know, at 18, if I wasn't curious about what it was like to create a planner, I wouldn't have, if I didn't follow that curiosity, I wouldn't have the business that I have today. And so if something piqued your interest, if you heard something I say, or Haley says, or you see a friend starting a new hobby or 
you want to start a new sport or learn to sing, learn to dance, whatever it may be, just like follow that curiosity because you never know where it can take you. And you have to just trust your intuition and your gut. And if your gut's telling you to try something, you owe it to yourself to try it. So that's what I would say. And I, I love this podcast because I love how you're just inspiring young girls in their teens to go after what they want, because that's exactly how I felt too. And there wasn't as many resources when I was in you know middle school and high school. So I love this. Oh, thank you so much, Hannah. Well, that was a beautiful piece of advice to wrap up on. And I know everybody will love this episode and they'll want to connect with you more. Go check out your beautiful products, watch your YouTube videos. I know I've been watching them this week and they are all great. Love your content so much. Um, But where can people find you on all the platforms? Well, thank you, Haley. Um, You can find me on YouTube, just Hannah Ashton. My Instagram is Miss, M-I-S-S, Hannah Ashton. And then Dream Daily is everywhere at Shop Dream Daily. Perfect. And I will link all of those in the show notes for easy convenience. But thank you so much again for coming on, Hannah. Thank you.